Hi, I'm Adam Phillips, and I love comics. Sure, I love superhero comics, but I also love comics that are funny, or romantic, or educational, or even kind of filthy. Some have been around for decades, but I have a special place in my heart for the ones that came and went in the blink of an eye. We call them one-shots, and some of them you may have heard of, while others might make you ask, why? This is One-Shot Wonders. What comes to mind when you think of the 1980s? If you're old enough to remember that long-ago decade, you might think of Wall Street bond traders, stylish women with big hair and big shoulder pads, Olivia Newton-John wearing leg warmers to get physical, TV shows like The Facts of Life, The Golden Girls, or toys like Masters of the Universe action figures. Synth-pop bands, also with big hair, were everywhere, and teen movies like The Breakfast Club, The Goonies, and Stand By Me ruled the box office. One thing consumers learned in the 1980s was that with most products, you're paying for the label. We trust brands we know, like Tide or Tylenol. But in the 1980s, we let go of our love of fancy names and gaudy packaging and went for something a little more stripped down. Specifically, Americans went in big for generic products. In the 1980s, you could go out and spend your hard-earned cash on generic products of all kinds. Groceries, detergents, cigarettes, and of course, beer. Generic products featured plain white labels with black or blue type that just said spaghetti, fabric softener, vanilla ice cream. The information was kept to a minimum, the hype was non-existent, and the prices were lower than the name brands we were all used to. Fun fact, I had friends in college that would start out their nights drinking name brand beer like Jenny Cream Ale, it was upstate New York, then switch to generic beer when they got a buzz on because, hey, it was cheaper and it tasted about the same. There were rumors that generic products were somehow inferior, but the fact is that they were usually manufactured in the same facilities as the name brand versions, using the same ingredients and processes that the regular products used. There was actually something kind of cool about generic products. It may have been a combination of showing the big corporations that you're a smart, frugal consumer, while also living in a fun, futuristic world where the product becomes art in a sort of Andy Warhol pop art way. The generic product trend found its way out of the grocery store. In Ghostbusters, nerdy accountant Lewis Tully discussed saving money with generic vitamins, and in 1986, the band Public Image Limited released a collection of songs with generic packaging called Album, if you bought it on vinyl record, or, depending on your preferred format, compact disc or cassette. The 2004 TV series Lost celebrated generic products with the Dharma Initiative's own no-name, no-frills brand of food. And don't get me started on talking about Lost, or we'll be here all day. All of which brings us to the generic comic book, published by Marvel on January 3rd, 1984. Here's how they hyped it on the bullpen bulletins page at the time. This is a quote. Featuring a superhero and a supervillain in an exciting story as only a writer and a penciler could bring it to you. And with Anne Inker doing the inking, you know you're in for a treat. And if that doesn't intrigue you, we don't know what will. The generic comic book was one of many one-shots Marvel published in the 1980s, and we'll talk about more of them soon. This one's a little different, though. It has no cover art. Instead, it has black type against a white background. 
The logo area reads, Generic Comic Book Type Superhero Action Adventure. In the center of the cover, there's a box with, with type reading, This comic contains one neurotic superhero with a variety of personal problems, one bad guy bent on world domination through arcane means, assorted villainous hench people, the hero's nefarious employer, pathetic family, and well-endowed girlfriend, a plot containing a conflict, a subplot, a resolution, a plot twist, and as many fights as it takes to fill up the rest of the pages. What's missing from the generic comic book are credits. A writer never gets named. Neither do A Penciler or An Inker. And I'd really like to know who the editor was. Writer Steve Skates, best known for his long run on Aquaman at DC, has claimed credit for writing this story. And I've heard that it might have been edited by Larry Hama. Due to the uneven quality of the storytelling, I'd guess that the art was drawn by a few different hands. The story itself is titled, A Superhero, although that builds out of the text in a caption box, like the title of an EC comic story. The issue opens on a symbolic splash page, with the hero and villain facing off while standing atop the world itself. The hero is dressed in white, and the villain in black. The story begins as the hero, always down on his luck, has to say goodbye to his girlfriend at the bus station. She's going to visit a sick relative, well, he has to stay behind and work at the crummy department store and visit his comatose little brother in the hospital. To make matters worse, on his way out of the hospital, he gets mugged for his last $40. Nothing is working out for him until he gets home that night. Then, his pent-up rage combines with the radiation from the old radium-powered glow-in-the-dark knickknacks he collects, and that gives him superpowers. The next morning, he awakens to realize that his newfound strength makes it difficult for him to get into his suit, and one of the side effects is that his hair has turned white. We witness his conflicts with his supervisor at work, and then he decides he needs to go get a superhero costume. Meanwhile, yes, this comic has a meanwhile or two, we meet our villain, who's just tried out his own costume, which gives him the ability to drain people's willpower. Suddenly, the villain's landlord no longer wants to evict him. Our hero, still no name for either of his identities, goes out on patrol and meets the guys who mugged him before. But when he wraps up the muggers, he turns to see the villain, and his willpower-sapping abilities keep him from fighting back. But on their next outing, the addition of his own protective helmet allows our hero to resist the villain's powers. And even with the villain's defeat, the hero's troubles are far from over, as the owner of the department store is arrested for hiring the three muggers to rob the store and help cover up his embezzling. Will our hero still have a job to go to? Will his girlfriend return from wherever she went? Will the comatose brother come out of his coma? These and other questions will not be answered. The generic comic book pokes fun at the soap opera-like storytelling in titles like Amazing Spider-Man, where one problem always leads directly to the next. Of course, Spider-Man has years of earned goodwill, so readers are happy to wallow in his misery. This hero, whoever he is, has all the problems of a Peter Parker, but none of the personality or the history. Still, this hero ticks all the boxes. He has an indulgent and attractive girlfriend, a desperately sick relative, a needy family, a demeaning job, a mean boss, a kindly mentor, and powers granted by radiation. He battles several thugs and a supervillain 
who is his equal in, well, genericness. And even though he triumphs, at the end of the day, he still has his own personal troubles to deal with. This story has all the ingredients of a superhero comic, but nothing to really care about. It's too straightforward to really be funny, although it does a good job of skewering the trappings of modern superhero comics that started with The Amazing Spider-Man, but had become cliches by the late 1970s when titles like Nova or Firestorm were just reaching comic shops. More importantly, it's all generic. It's a comic that never would have been published if the generic products craze hadn't happened. We'll probably never see anything quite like it again. Thanks for listening to One Shot Wonders. I'll be back next week with another One Shot comic. Meanwhile, hit the subscribe button, leave me a review, tell your friends, and go buy some comics.